This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk with Omiyal Saleh and Hany Balkis on Pulse 95. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is yet another great afternoon right here in the Pulse 95 studios and you're listening to Future Talk, the one and only place where we bring you the latest in robotics, artificial intelligence, gadgets and applications. All that you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE and around the world is being brought to you right here on Pulse 95. Yes, Andy. And speaking about the UAE, we're going to also be talking about how a UAE-based technology innovators can sign up for a hackathon before August 8th of this month. So you got four days left <laughs> to sign up. If you're a hacker, if you're a hacker, do message me because I want to know some things. <laughs> might even get you on an interview right here on Pulse95. It is for any innovator that is based right here in the UAE who is looking to gain some knowledge when it comes to startups and entrepreneurship skills and gain some cash. But coming up on Future Talk as well, we're going to be talking about NASA's latest achievement because their astronauts finally landed down safely in SpaceX Dragon capsule. And, you know, a question that comes to mind or in my mind always, why is it that they land in on in water instead of on on land? You know, I, I think it's safer. It is safer, but it's I actually safer. I was actually astonished by the reason. It's it's every single time right, astronauts keep have, it, keep it. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know the exact reason. Okay, so I'll you gotta share keep it with it. you in a bit. I, I'm assuming it's because it is it's safer. safer. It is. But you know what else is not safe or could be safe mm. is TikTok because <laughs> we all know that Donald Trump uh, is planning to ban on TikTok and Bill Gates, Microsoft came in to save the day and they say they do want to buy TikTok. Microsoft wants to buy TikTok. But now Donald Trump is giving Microsoft 45 days to clinch the TikTok deal. They have 45 days to make that deal official. And if they don't, Bye-bye, TikTok. Bye-bye, TikTok in the U.S. Coming up on Future Talk as well, we're going to be telling you all about smart gloves wearables. Now, we've seen, you know, a lot of people wearing gloves to follow the precautionary measures uh, in avoiding contracting COVID-19. But could those smart gloves be a little bit more efficient and also reusable? We're going to be giving you all those details in just a few moments. Yes, and last week we talked about the hack that happened on Twitter, how someone uh, managed to steal hundreds and thousands of dollars but that someone isn't even an adult yet because we're going to be talking about the 17-year-old mastermind behind the massive Twitter hack that reportedly has a history. He has a history of running online scams using Minecraft and Bitcoin. I'm very excited to talk about that We finally story. have a face for the finally have a face behind finally the know. hack. There's some conspiracy theories going on, but we'll save that for when we do talk about it. We're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, we're going to give you all you need to know about what's happening in the tech world. You're listening to Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Calling on all the innovators that are based right here in the UAE. There is a competition that might just earn you a little bit of cash. And that competition is the Youth Tech Competition 2020. And it is a UAE-based technology innovator-themed uh, event. And you can basically sign up for it on their website before the application deadline closes on the 8th of August. But this challenge is inviting all innovators to develop tech-enabled solutions. So we're talking about some of the great 
greatest global challenges in the sector and creating technology that would solve problems in those sectors such as education, economy, infrastructure and society. Now this competition is an initiative by the Abu Dhabi Department of Education and Knowledge and it's a two-day virtual mentorship and training boot camp. Mm -hmm. So there is no worry about contracting the COVID-19 as we gain our education. But this program is going to be encouraging every innovator to take advantage of the entrepreneurial environment that we are lucky to have right here in the UAE. So it's going to be equipping them with future-ready social, mm -hmm. digital, and business skills that will definitely get all of their creative juices going. And they can get all that dineros because we're <laughs> going to be talking about the cash prize, which there is going to be a cash prize of $8,000 is on the offer. Dirhams. $8,000 dirhams. <laughs> I was thinking about dollars. $8,000 dirhams to, uh, to the competition winner. Now, applications for the Youth Tech Competition 20 do close on August 8th, uh, August 8th again with successful applicants participating in the Hackathon Bootcamp, which will be August 17th and 18th of this yeah. month. So you got four days left to sign up. And then you'll actually be going through it in about 13 to 15 days. And then yes. you're ready to go and prove yourself. I know. But, you know, a lot of people may be wondering who is uh, fit for it applying My into fit? such a competition <laughs> well you kind of are because any applicant between the age of 18 and 29 years old can go ahead and participate in it now teams are definitely much more preferred over individual applicants and uh, what's nice about participating as a team is you can have every member pitch in with the Fish skills the team going to uh participate uh, youth competition uh, what is it uh, the youth, the youth tech competition, competition. Do, you, do you want to try participate let's go <laughs> can, what, what's can your you invention your, my invention yes Falling asleep at remarkable, at remarkable timings. <laughs> no invention here, ladies and gentlemen. But do text us in four two one five. Let us know if you had the chance. What invention would you make? We're asking you not because I might steal it, but because <laughs> I want to know what you guys think. These submissions can be anything. So this could be a project or a concept that you may have built for a university course, or it could be an idea that you had for a hackathon that didn't really win any award. Mm -hmm. This is every innovator's chance to go ahead and gain some money, but also gain Get some recognition. Exactly. Recognition and all the skills that you will need to develop your invention. But let's move away from earth and go all the way to outer space and then back to earth and then back to earth. all right Omnia, we're going to be talking about how nasa astronauts splash down safely in the spacex dragon capsule now before uh, the break we did ask you guys why do astronauts land in the water why does a spaceship or spacecraft land in the water and i thought because it's safer omnia had the answer but she kept it a secret so <laughs> The stage is yours, Omnia. Tell me why. Well, let's talk a little bit about when did the first water landing happen. So astronauts have been landing in water since 1975. And the reason behind it, drum rolls please. <laughs> you were right, honey. It, is, right. it is because it's a lot safer. Mm -hmm. So once the capsule actually parachutes in an ocean or any large body of water, the properties of the water act like more or less of a cushion for that mm -hmm. astronaut. So the spacecraft will not need to, you know, uh, you won't have to bracket the rocket too slow for it to land safely. Once it hits the water, it's landing safely and the astronauts can be picked up 
by the rest of the crew that are waiting for them right here on Earth. Yes, Omni. Now, I do. I did believe that to begin with because I remember whenever I would watch uh, uh, live TV when mm-hmm. any, any spaceship or was coming back, uh, everything they would try to make it always on top of body of water, mm. even when the boosters would fall off the spaceship. Because as they're going into orbit, the boosters yeah. would fall off. They can't take them all the way into space. They would do it they when would, there's a body of there's water. There's a body of water, yeah. a big body of water. And most of the time, it does happen on Florida's Atlantic coast around yeah. that area as the JFK. Was it JFK? Uh, yeah, John, John F. Kennedy uh, Space Center is there in Florida, in Tampa, Florida. And uh, it does, I mean, it, it does put a lot of things into a perspective. Because, Omnia, we know that at a certain speed, at a certain force, water can be can hurt you more than concrete. Absolutely. I mean, it could feel like concrete being hit. Any swimmer out there could definitely agree with us. I mean, I don't know if you ever, I mean, if you ever jumped off a diving board and landed on your back. It hurts. That's things. It hurts. Or landed like, on no, your stomach. That's things. I mean, I used to do front flips on me and I would flip like in a weird way when I was a kid. And let me tell you, it was it not a nice feeling. Well, let's talk a little bit about the astronauts' journey. So, both uh, test pilots, Dog Hurley and Bob Benkin, actually rode the Dragon capsule back to Earth less than a day after departing the International Space Station and two months after blasting off from Florida. So, the capsule actually parachuted into the calm Gulf waters about 65 kilometers off of the, co- off of the coast uh, of Florida's Atlantic co- coast. Um, and they were definitely welcomed by the SpaceX mission control team who were welcoming them back to planet Earth and thanking them for flying SpaceX. Now, what does that mean for all of us fellow Earthlings? That basically means that there is hope for space tourism that Elon Musk is planning to officially launch next year. But also, that means we are having astronauts come back to Earth and this definitely means more manned missions to outer space. I, I just want to have a conversation with these astronauts. I am uh, I want to know how it feels getting back to Earth, getting back into the orbit, hitting the water, and then jumping on the ship and just looking around you and saying, wow, breathing that fresh air, that fresh Mother Earth air. I'm wondering how their body must have reacted because uh, the SpaceX recovery ship that was actually welcoming them had more than 40 staff of doctors and nurses making sure that they are in check, that their health is in check. So let us know, first off, would you want to experience what these astronauts are experiencing? But also, if you have any innovation that you would want mm-hmm. uh, to participate in the yeah. youth tech competition that is happening right here in the UAE for 2020. Yes, Omnia. Now, now, could you imagine that the recovery crew that was mm. sent to get those astronauts were actually quarantined for two weeks oh, beforehand, wow. before getting those astronauts, so those astronauts could be safe and they were tested for COVID-19. The astronauts were tested? No, no, no. Oh, the, okay. the crew that was going, I was about, I, when I first read it, I was like, what? There's coronavirus in, in space outer now? Space? So Mars is gone? But I mean, apparently not. So yeah, I mean, it is not. 4215, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about some things. We're talking about Microsoft and Trump fighting yeah. over TikTok. <laughs> I want to give a kind of dramatic, but we'll leave it to I them. ruined it. <laughs> Check this out. Check this out. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is the part where we tell you about the craziest things that are happening in the tech world. And we're going to go all the way 
to the United States of America TikTok and China. Drama. <laughs> We're going to talk about some TikTok drama because TikTok has been on the talks of a lot of <laughs> drama lately because, well, it's been banned in India, it's been banned in Egypt, it's been, it's, and, and even Japan is planning on banning it as well. But the U.S., and specifically U.S. President Donald Trump, wants to ban, wants to ban TikTok, but... Microsoft came to save the day. We talked about it yesterday, Omni and I. Microsoft came to save the day. Yeah. And there was talks that they do want it to buy like, the platform. It was like a debate. Microsoft wants to buy off the platform. And Donald Trump wants to ban TikTok. So who yes. wins? But President Donald Trump has agreed to allow Microsoft to negotiate buying the video app TikTok if it could secure a deal in 45 days. The clock is ticking, starting yesterday. Mm. Um, but TikTok definitely is highly and widely popular in the U.S. It has over 100 million and, U.S. users. And and Omnia, if believe it or not, some people are taking it as a career path now. Yes. A lot of people uh, would want to be a social media influencer via Instagram. A YouTube personality, but now and, we're talking about yeah. a TikTok personality. And we've I've seen a lot of TikTokers actually start moving to other platforms, starting from a few days yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. They started, you know, uploading their videos. I'm not sure of the different platforms, but they've already taken their career and starting to think one step ahead. Now let's press the rewind button and go all the way back to 2013 late 2014 to 15 when we had mm -hmm. Vine around. Yeah. Now, Omnia, if you pay attention to the people who are now big on Instagram, all these were small Viners back in the day. They had small. They had a, they had a pretty big following on Vine. And when Vine broke down and they, they closed Vine off, they most immediately of these, thought of the next they, step. They went on to Instagram and, and they kind of got popular from Vine. And a lot of people are getting popular off TikTok and then moving and making their own YouTube channel, their own Instagram account, and getting followers and getting that audience. And, sure. and TikTok Omnia is not only a social media platform mm. is now we can see it it's a marketing tool now absolutely now, now omnia if, uh, if 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 you remember there was this one song that was booming on everyone's stereo and it came all every the way every stereo right now every radio now plays yes. tiktok songs now, as you can't even call it a tiktok song yeah. now because they market it so well and they have these nice catchy dances so for trump to ban tiktok from the u.s mm. that is going to take a big hit not only on marketing but a big hit on the financial uh, the f financial security of a Absolutely. lot of a, a lot of people but again and it's also a big move from Microsoft to say, yeah. I want to go and buy it. I don't care how much it costs. I want to go buy it. Obviously, they're going to negotiate. Yeah. But lately, Omnia, in the mm. past four hours, it's been told that Trump wants a cut from that TikTok deal. True. And this is exactly why Microsoft has been able to convince Trump in a way uh, or another. Because they promised that they will actually give a part of the payment to Trump as well. And he will be gaining a bit of the revenue that Microsoft will make. But let's talk a little bit about what Microsoft will gain if it acquires TikTok. Now, apart from getting a rare opportunity to becoming a major competitor in the social media or with the social media giants, you know, we talk about Mark Zuckerberg owning Facebook and WhatsApp and Instagram. We talk about Snapchat, but now Microsoft could also own TikTok. 
And for those of you who don't know, Microsoft also owns the professional social media platform LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So that would be a double win for Microsoft. But uh, Trump banning TikTok has definitely been, as we mentioned, co- because of concerns uh, with the Chinese ownership representing a national security risk because of the personal data that it handles. So mm-hmm. Trump actually completely dismissed the idea of Microsoft buying TikTok on Friday. But then Trump and Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella actually had a little bit of a discussion and they mentioned or they announced that they were going to be continuing negotiations to buy TikTok from ByteDance, which is the company that owns TikTok, and hopefully get to a deal by September 15th. So that's the deadline that Microsoft has. One of the sources said that Trump actually changed his mind uh, because of pressure coming from his advisors and many in his Republican Party worrying that banning TikTok will actually cause many of the young users in the U.S. to not be, vote for him. Yeah, not, not vote, vote for him, him in the U.S. presidential is elections in November. In November yeah. Absolutely. So, so Omnia, again, I, I, I believe that you and I had a talk uh, mm. a month ago about... <laughs> Microsoft, I, I forgot the platform. I mean, what did they, 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 they were trying Reeler. to buy? No, they were trying to buy something, and and I believe it was Skype. It, it was Skype. Zoom. Oh, no, 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 no. Microsoft it, were launching new features. F- 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 no, it was it was to my, their teams my, that would yeah it, it was that. With Zoom. And only it seems again it seems that uh, unfortunately history does repeat itself. Now, Microsoft did acquire Skype years ago, mm. and we haven't heard much about Skype in the past years, obviously, mm. with a lot of VOIP services coming out. But this brings to question, Omnia, every time Microsoft puts their hands into something, it fails. Yeah, so sadly. It, it's, I, 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 I'm don't, I don't want that to happen, obviously. I agree. But it seems that every time Microsoft puts their hand on something, it fails. Microsoft, mm. again, we talked about it around a month ago. Microsoft tried to jump into the live streaming area and the live streaming stre- st- uh, scene. And they did, they went out and did Mixer and they were doing contracts of $20 million with, with various big name streamers. And they closed it down True. around a month ago, and it didn't even continue a year. A lot of contracts were called. Okay, there's your one, your 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 cut of the of the contract, and we're out. And they then they moved it on to Facebook. So it seems that face uh, that Instagram, uh, Microsoft, every time it tries to get its hands on something, it fails. But you know what worries me is Microsoft is trying to put its hands on TikTok to secure the U.S. residents. Uh, safety and information you know because uh, instead of it being owned by china by the chinese company but the worry is even if microsoft was able to buy tiktok china still owns a a sister company that works on the same uh, technology that tiktok is based upon Mm. so what would need to happen is even if microsoft takes over tiktok's operations in the us canada australia and new zealand it would need to ensure that all the private data of TikTokers in the U.S. would remain in the United States. So that would basically mean that China has to come up with a different form of technology that would allow uh, Microsoft to own all of the infrastructure and the coding. Because as I've mentioned, uh, ByteDance actually owns a Chinese short video app called Douyin that works on the same code as TikTok. So... Can we actually ensure that TikTokers in but the U.S. have their information in the U.S.? Now, now, obviously, Omnia, when on a business platform stand and 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 point of view, when Microsoft will acquire. 
TikTok in that area. Obviously, they do have a say on what happens to TikTok, on the updates, uh, if they want to change something. But the code is owned by China, and the yeah, way yeah, it works. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I believe that there's going to be a couple of problems. Maybe TikTok will fail. 4215, so let us know. How much, do you, how much do you think would Microsoft pay for TikTok? Uh, Your expectation. Omnia, mm. I'm talking about a couple billion. You're right. It is a couple of billion. A couple of billion. But you know what's the expectation what? for the app? It recently exceeded fifty thousand billion dollars. Fifty thousand billion. Fifty billion. Fifty. Sorry, fifty billion dollars. Yeah. Okay. So that is the ByteDance uh, value expectation that was announced last week. Probably get it for thirty-five. Hmm. That's definitely a. Cl- Th- that, but that's a, that's a big drop you're talking about. A billion is a bill. Omnia, a billion is a lot. <laughs> Two billion is a lot. Anything that you want, got, if it's not. No, a, I mean you're dropping yeah. it a lot from 15. fifty to thirty-five. But you know what, Mr. Trump says he's the master no, n- master negotiator. So let us know four two one five dollars a lot. True. How the much US is it going may for? Be pro- may actually As be lo- able Donald to lower that price tag. Donald Trump wants to cut in it. He's the master negotiator. So. Who knows? We might see it go for even maybe $10 billion. Oh, let us know what you think. 4215, do it this or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Coming up, smart glove wearables. Would you wear those smart gloves or not? This is what we're going to be talking about. And what can they do to help you not contract COVID-19? You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse95. 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 Day. New tech you might want to play with. Literally, new tech that you <laughs> might want to play with because we're talking about smart gloves. Why did you take your glasses off? I just felt I Too felt excited? the excitement. The smart gloves, you put it on your hand, and then what do you do with it? You do smart things with it. <laughs> well, it can definitely smartly protect you. That's one for sure. But to protect people from the COVID-19, students of Amity University have definitely come up with a handy, low-cost and low-powered, battery-operated set of gloves. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, it is actually really smart because in, yeah. it's a smart glove. And it does go in that con- conception of you need to maintain social distancing. And smart do- smart gloves do- does have a self-sanitizing system and an electronic device to keep one's hands away from the face. Now, the the number one thing when this pandemic was starting and before it was a pandemic, the epidemic was going on, don't touch your face. And I always touch my face for some reason. Uh, Don't touch your face. uh, social distance, obviously. Sanitize constantly. San- sanitize constantly. But, but with now, these gloves, you don't have you, to you even don't think have about to it. You don't have to think about it because yeah. there's going to be a device on your glove that will notify you or kind of not let you yeah. touch your face. Now, this electronic smart device actually helps you maintain social distancing in a very unique way. So, it will basically alarm you to not touch your face or to keep your distance away from others. It has a buzzer and a light alarm. And mm-hmm. if you come into close contact with someone if the six feet apart uh, measure is breached, then the radio frequency based on the device will actually start alarming you with a small sound, maybe a bit louder. What than a, what, I believe it's like a police sound. Oh, wee, wow. wee, wee. But you know what, Omnia? And some lights, yeah. You know what? We talked about uh, smart dresses. We talked mm. about smart necklaces and now smart gloves. I mean, sooner or later, we're going to yeah, be walking NASA around. Yeah, NASA made a similar device yeah. with their necklace. Sooner, sooner or later, I mean, we're going to be a walking smart device. When we're talking about gadgets, we're going to be talking about ourselves. But the kit, mm. all right, when we're talking about smart gloves, smart devices, gadgets, yeah. the price is always important and always comes into mind. Now, it will go 
for around 24 dirhams. That's not bad at all. That's amazing. That's nothing. And you know because, why? You know what? It's <laughs> you go for it. <laughs> Do you want? We both want to know why it's amazing. Do you know Be- why? I know why, Omnia. Because uh, it, it's it's reusable. It self sanitizes itself, and I mean you can reuse it again. Now we see that we're we're using products and we're just throwing them away. Like it was gloves, for example, or a face mask. We use them throw them away we use them throw them away but now we talked about the even n95 silicon mask it was the gadget we were talking about last yeah. week now if you have that reusable mask that you can clean and you have these smart gloves that sanitize themselves and you can reuse them right yeah i mean it's it's it sounds like it's too good to be true but you know what's the second you know tell why me. i don't know why now tell me why omnia the second why is because this this glove is actually cheaper than some of your mostly used sanitizers if you think about uh, how much uh, Detol sanitizer would cost or uh, Lifebuoy or whatever brand it is they would be a lot more expensive than buying this glove Mm -hmm. and the glove will sanitize you without you even thinking about sanitizing your hands so as long as you're wearing the glove there's a material within it that actually has a disinfectant so it will immediately sanitize your hands without even drying them up because you know how alcohol tends to the the rubbing alcohol within the sanitizer can dry up your skin you won't have to face this sticky true it it is sticky icky but but omnia what else is important is that uh, when when a lot of people wear gloves and this is why uh the who actually kind of recommended not to wear gloves he was the world health organization and they recommended not to wear gloves because yeah. a lot of people thought they were immune when they would have True. gloves they would go touching everything and i was and one of those touching people. their phones and then, and then touching, touching their, their phones and then there's cross contamination that goes on but with this smart glove device is going to self-sanitize itself but i wonder i wonder yeah uh like do i have to press a button do i what do, what do i have to do for it to self sanitize or is it always sanitizing itself no it always does it so every few minutes or every Seconds, every so oh. now you can actually program it i think within Interval, your app yeah. yeah within your app on how often do you want it to sanitize your hands but uh, what's interesting about it is it can even detect if your hand is coming closer to your face so let's say i'm holding my hand like a few centimeters away from my face yeah. i will hear a, 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 like an and alert with vibrate. a vibrate no it will alert me but with a very soft sound mm. but then the minute it comes too close to my face it'll shock you the alert will actually it's not gonna shock it's not gonna kill me yeah, like a shock like a like like a little you know no it's just that the sound or the noise will get even louder to alarm you that you're coming closer to your face maybe you want to revise your calculations you know, I, mean, I mean i i like i wonder how that happens you know because you know me i like to, to to you know mess around with a lot of gadgets that say they can do something yeah and i like to prove them wrong but I always get proved wrong. I always get proved right, obviously. So uh, why do you put yourself in such a situation? I want to know if like, I go like, really fast. Well, like, like, how's how is that gonna work? If I go really fast or then I go really slow, how is that gonna work? I mean, the sound. You're messing with the algorithms. Fantastic. I don't. I don't know, man. I got a you lot know what? of questions. Put, get your gadgets and put them to test with Hannibal Case. That's yeah, how well, you'll know if they well, are well, working we'll have, or not. We'll do it on my Instagram live. Messing with gadgets. The audience's gadgets. Savani underscore A beef. Shameless Thank promo. Thank you for uh, promoing my Instagram. I wanted to do it, but I felt shy about it. <laughs> Coming up on Future Talk, we're going to be talking about the mastermind behind the Twitter hack. The hack no one saw coming. Who could be the person behind it? Who could be the man? Who could be the teenager Is behind it? Is a guy it? behind it? An anonymous mask? It's a junior behind it. Funny enough, taking over some of the most highly known profiles on Twitter. Keep Pulse 95 locked. We'll be right back. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I want you guys to know your worth. This is Pulse 95.
this out. Take this out. The hack that shocked the world. The one no one saw coming. The Twitter hack that targeted several high-profile accounts, including those of the former President Barack Obama, Elon Musk, and Bill Gates, has been settled. We now know the man, or may I say the teenager behind it all. 17-year-old resident of Tampa, Graham Ivan Clark. He has been accused of being the mastermind behind the massive Twitter hack that happened back in mid-July. And the question everyone's asking, how did he do it? How did a junior take over such high-profile Twitter accounts? Yes, Omni, now uh, it's funny because he comes from Florida. I know. Where I'm from. But, I mean, I'm not going to condemn what... I'm not going to... I mean, I'm not going to... Uh, support what he does, but uh, it does show that Clark was actually previously suspected of being involved in the theft theft of 856,000 U.S. dollars at age 16, and it was never charged. So he has a history. He has a history, and he got some money, apparently, obviously. Yeah, and he was he wasn't charged back then because he was still a minor. So yeah. now that he turned 17, 17, still is, but now he's actually gaining. He's been uh, charged. He's, he has been charged. He's facing about more than 150 years behind bars. So there you go. There you have it. There, this is where hacking took him. Yeah. So now new details are actually surfacing about the 17-year-old who was accused of masterminding yeah. last month's massive Twitter hack. And they did reveal a pattern of scams dating back years ago. Now, last year, uh, he was the subject of a criminal investigation, which Florida prosecutors did seize around $15,000 and 400 Bitcoin. And Bitcoin is quite a lot. Mm. We're talking about 400 uh, Bitcoins. Now, prosecutors ultimately did not charge Clark last year and returned the cash and 300 Bitcoin to him, which is worth over $3 million. Now, that's around 10 million drums. Now, the victim in that case did tell that the prosecutors didn't charge Clark at the time because he was still a minor, just like you did state. But in the years before that, Clark actually did build a reputation as a frequent scammer online, including the online video game Minecraft. Now, Minecraft is a sandbox game where you can build and create buildings and do your own kind of adventure. And I'm wondering how could he have hacked or scanned people in Minecraft and um, what apparently he would actually demand money in exchange for in-game items only to keep the items for himself even after receiving that payment. True. And with a history uh, of a hacker hacking endless, endless platforms, the question everyone's asking is how was he able to do that on Twitter? So according to documents, uh, the teen, Graham Ivan Clark, tricked a Twitter employee into thinking that he was a co-worker from the IT department. So he went ahead and asked that co-worker for the credentials that he needed to tap into the mainframe where he began tweeting from VIP accounts where the high-profile personalities looked like they were beggars that he made them look like they were begging for Bitcoin now Clark is facing 30 felony charges in Tampa Florida and in the Twitter hack that compromised as we mentioned more than 100 accounts of big personalities like Elon Musk Bill Gates and many uh, other influencers one of them being Kim Kardashian mm. he is definitely looking at spending more than 150 years behind Basically bars Basically a life in prison Absolutely and he wasn't the only one behind the massive attack mm. so uh, many sources have been saying that he was collaborating with others one of them being Mason Shepherd who was a 19 year old living in the United Kingdom who goes by the name or the code name Chiwon 
Uh, he was also collaborating with uh, Nima Fazili, who is 22 years old, who lives in Orlando, Florida, and who goes by the code name Rolex. And they were both arrested in connection with the hack, according to the Department of Justice. So even though for the past few years, he's been able to escape his uh, mistakes, his mess ups, his hacking scams. He's definitely built the laws of justice. Absolutely. The laws of justice. Now, Omnia, what what, what does come into mind is, I mean, you acquired three million dollars just. Call it a quits. I mean, at 16 mm. years old, $3 million. But it just goes to show it wasn't about the money. He wanted to prove something. He was also posting on his social yes. media accounts uh, in the past uh, recent weeks pictures of themselves in Rolex, you know, wearing a Rolex, uh, uh, buying expensive things that yes. someone his age How could they acquire? may not well, be able to buy. Uh, should have asked the question. But the thing is, Omnia, mm. uh, we've talked about this a lot. We've brought in experts on the show to talk about cybersecurity yeah. and you told us how he got access to those accounts which was faking as an employee and With this twitter is, and this brings this, questions to twitter this brings questions to what to twitter and also just goes to show you that social engineering mm. the social engineering it is the one of the easiest ways to hack somebody and easiest even ways to, those in the same company so yes. I, oh, I mean i i, he's social I believe that he's a twitter employee he is not a twitter employee yeah. but he faked that he, he faked was it. he social engineered it he had the right words to say and he played the part fake it till you make it and he didn't have to say a word it was all Through written text. documents yeah written documents yeah. and again omnia uh, that is how a lot of celebrities got their accounts compromised because someone be like, uh, like for example, your security w- question is, what is the name of your cat? And My be, dog. Uh, yeah, and, Spot. And you, and and a guy would be like asking them a question anonymously. Hey, uh, you took a picture of a cat like 20 years ago. What was that cat's name? It looks cute. Oh, that cat's name is uh, Honey, right? Meow. And uh, I mean, then they would put that question, that answer into, into those that, boxes. Yeah and get access to those accounts and uh, I mean there's a lot of ways if you're really interested about it True. go look up look up social engineering and social engineering is used not only to hack people but in our daily lives as well we some people social engineer a lot and True. it shows that they are psychopaths absolutely and uh, as we mentioned you know even though Clark didn't face any uh, consequences for his past scams Mm -hmm. as he built his reputation of being a frequent scammer online. As you mentioned, he did it in the online video game Minecraft. He's done it with Twitter now. He's definitely not going to be escaping this one. And what's interesting is uh, whenever the police asked his neighbors because he lived in a normal house, you would have never expected that Clark could be the man or the kid behind a massive Twitter Twitter hack. All the neighbors were so shocked because they were talking, you know, they were saying, my kids are friends with him. You know, Mm. my daughter went to the same school that he went to. And that goes to show that it doesn't take much to learn the ins and outs of uh, coding and Mm. hacking. Mm -hmm. And a lot of kids nowadays have gained a lot more knowledge than you think a kid could acquire. Yes, Omnia. And uh, for that conspiracy theory that I was telling you guys about, a lot of people are suggesting that he was framed in a way that he had a bad past and uh, he got away with it once and it does show that uh, he did have have these incidents with people and with the law so maybe he was the mastermind so let's put that blame on him 4215 let us know was Clark the mastermind of this Twitter hack is a 17 year old capable of doing I'm all so that I'm so happy we have an answer now because we were always talking about the hack without knowing who was the person behind it yes indeed but 4215 but 
Let us know. Is he capable of it or not? 17-year-old hacking one of the biggest social media social media platforms in the world. And uh, this does end our show today, Omnia. Yes, indeed. Future Talk is coming to an end, but we will be opening the airwaves for the Dream Team. Aishan Mazmi and Mikhail Atiyeh will be coming in to give you the latest on what is happening in the entertainment industry. And they also have some very interesting news about Netflix. So make sure you keep Pulse95 locked and we'll see them next time. Yes, indeed. And always count your blessings, ladies and gentlemen. It's very important to count your blessings. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.